Peace. Assalamu alaikum. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of Tea Time Podcast. I am getting pissed off, honestly, at the arguments I'm seeing between black men and black women through social media that is being created by the social media so that we can fall into the trap of arguing with ourselves again. So on my daily refresh that I do on my Facebook Live every weekday with my sister Brianna, we had to talk about it. So I decided to release it as a bonus podcast. And inshallah, God willing, I will have a podcast where I invite a group of black men and women to come together to have an open and honest dialogue with the goal of unifying the black man and the black woman because we can't have one without the other that's just natural we can't have one without the other and we cannot win this fight that we have against our open enemy that we have against our open killers in these streets without both the black man and the black woman so I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thank you all for tuning in again, of course. Thank you all for staying in tune with Tea Time Podcast. And of course, if you have not yet, please go ahead and subscribe, follow, like Tea Time Podcast on Facebook, Tea Time Podcast on Instagram, on Spotify, Google Cast, wherever you listen to your actual podcast please subscribe please follow and show your support of course you can also go to anchor.fm if you would like to become a monthly supporter of me i appreciate everyone who listens to the podcast i appreciate everyone who has shared and let's continue the conversation to better our mindset to better our people and to live in a more free world full of freedom justice and equality i hope you enjoy this conversation peace in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. All praises due to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds, the Beneficent, the Most Merciful, and Master the Day of Requital in which we now live. The alone do we serve and the alone do we beseech for help. Guide us on the right path, the path upon those whom thou bestow favor, and not upon the path of those whom wrath is brought down, nor of those who go astray after they've heard thy teaching. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Tia said we got time today, so... Man, we got time today. Well, I actually really don't have time today, but we need time (laughs) to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) OMG. Man, before we get into reading Message to the Black Man, it's like everything we were reading in Message to the Black Man up in this point is coming into fruition now in terms of the arguments that our people are having. Mm Mm-hmm. And the disunity that is being thrown into our community. Mm-hmm. And we're discussing now, and we're talking about the, um, I'm seeing a repetition of what has happened in past protests and Black Lives Matter movements, where the same few arguments are used to disunite Black people. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ, what about our lives? And then Black women versus Black men. And the same argument in the same um, time, <laughs> same is first LGBTQ community, all Black Lives Matter, that comes up. And then it goes to Black women, Black men hate Black women, Black men disrespect Black women, Black women are the worst off in America. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of it. <laughs> Let's talk as a Black Precisely. family. Precisely. talk right now, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. Cut mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that's coming from is some selfishness. 
first of all, I don't understand it because when we say Black Lives Matter and the protests that we're seeing now, it's in response to violence that we see on camera at the hands of police and white people because Ahmaud Arbery was not killed by active policemen. Mm-hmm. Um, we are responding to the violence of that. Mm-hmm. We're responding to that being on social media and recorded. What we don't see recorded is not going to be spoken about because we're not seeing it. Just like before this happened, we weren't speaking about black issues because black people decided that we're not seeing it. So why do certain things come up like say her name or um, all lives, all black lives matter to where all of a sudden there's like this selfish argument and, and like drive for space mm-hmm. so that all um, or unknown deaths at the hands um, of white people that was unjust could be kind of known and throw, thrown out into the public. Why do we have these wars for acknowledgement for death? Mm. <laughs> that's what it is mm. and that's how I see War it. None of these wars are for anything positive. It's acknowledgement of death and it's not even to arrest because I don't know about the arrests that need to be made in these other cases that are being brought up. Mm-hmm. I know about Breonna Taylor. I know about Ahmaud Arbery. And I know about George Floyd because of the amount of media and the way it was um, portrayed in the media. Just like the same with Tamir Rice, just the same with Eric Gardner. Those had videos. Those had actual media attached to it. Mm-hmm. So why are we fighting each other for the space to be to be idolizing death? Mm. It's insane to me. Mm. And why do we allow that argument to then create arguments within the black family between black people? That makes no damn sense. <laughs> you know, when I was watching, because I did get a chance to listen to some of the part 14 of the time of what must be done. And when mm-hmm. I was watching it, the minister was explaining World War Two, and he was saying how the enemy's tactics are very consistent. Like they ever Mm -hmm. hardly change in the way that they go about attacking innocent people, nations, countries. Like they they never change how they do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And how they, you know, they they, um, claim to be like this nice, great power who doesn't do anything, but secretly have their hands in everything of mischief, mischief in the shedding of blood. Right. And hearing you say all of what you just said and thinking about that, the enemy is never changing in his ways to disunite and to divert our energy towards fighting him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he always make us at the end of the day, come back to fighting each other. And mm-hmm. I think that in the midst of our hurt, our anger, our pain, whatever we feel, we are easily swayed and we are easily strung along Mm -hmm. in his trap that he has set or his web that he has spun like a spider. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for us to use our pain and our emotions and et cetera of how we feel towards one another is very Mm -hmm. counterproductive. It's very... um, it's a bundle of confusion, honestly. And I'm angry that we don't even see how, how, how did it go from Ahmaud Aubrey to George mm-hmm. Floyd 
to then Breonna Taylor, right? Rest in mm-hmm. peace to all of those, all of them, right? Two, just like you said, Black trans lives, our lives matter too, etc., etc. So now the Black man and woman are literally going to war with one another. Like, it, how did it get to that? How are we at one fight for freedom, justice, and equality to, oh, let me bring it back here to the black man and woman. We have to be very Mm -hmm. careful, very cognizant of what we give our energy to. And, you know, social media makes it 10 times worse. Honestly, Mm -hmm. the the internet makes it 10 times worse because you have algorithms, you have censorship that's going on, that's creating like what we see, what we focus on, what's getting the most attention. And it's blindsiding us. It really is. And it's upsetting because we're not even seeing the trap that's being set. Absolutely. Like, how do you even say Black Lives Matter and then go to war with your own Black men? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And it's crazy because yesterday, just like when we were having our conversation, I was fired mm-hmm. up. Like, I was like, man, this stuff is crazy, blah, blah, blah. But today, after not only, you know, because you you have to curate your energy before you get onto social media. Like, for me, I personally mm-hmm. have to do it because so much is happening, so much is going on. It's like, you can be swayed. You can, like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. So, before reading, I mean, well, after reading and listening to the time and what needs to be done, I'm a little bit more content right now. Like, I don't have as much um, energy to give to this conversation, honestly. Other than the points, I have my talking points, you know, but just saying, like, because at the end of the day, there's a root to all of this, right? Mm -hmm. This stuff is not happening by coincidence. This stuff is not happening out of the ordinary. Like, there's a root to all of this. And I think we are missing the mark. Like, we missing the mark tenfold. And it's embarrassing, honestly, because this is not something that has happened in the last four years. It's not something that happened in the last 10 years. This was something that's happening before I was even born. Like, Mm -hmm. yep. I think, like, a large part is we have to realize why this reaction that Black people are having now is happening. Mm -hmm. We only had this reaction because something was recorded and all of our attention was there because we couldn't distract ourselves with entertainment and sports. Yes. As usual. So, like you said, getting to the root of that, it shows how we have a lot of development to do as a people. Mm -hmm. Because this didn't, um, like, people, my family that I have now in the Netherlands are seeing this and they're like, oh my God, this is happening there now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this has always been happening. Mm -hmm. But there just has been no outrage over it. People ignore it. People don't think about it. And we've had distractions, like you said, football games, basketball games, baseball games, club and drink and strip clubs. Like Mm -hmm. we've had all of the distractions to not tend to the problem at hand. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we look at why we so easily get thrown off and disunited Mm -hmm. in this movement as well, it's also due to the fact that we started this based on emotion. So when somebody throws a curveball, to point our emotion towards our black man now or a black woman now that is easy to do so it shows us that as a people we should kind of stop and think and pause and think five times before we speak Mm -hmm. right and actually look at the root of what it is that we're experiencing um and the root of what it is that we're going through 
Faiza says, I believe all of these different topics are being brought up due to new incidents that have occurred in the midst of the main Black Lives Matter protests. There are a lot of videos on Twitter that are highlighting injustices. The Black woman versus the Black man debate is stemming from the murder of Oluwaitoyin Salo. Honestly, yeah, I saw that. Before that, before that incident with that sister Toyin, there was already a, a very um, pungent um, attitude towards black men and the black woman because they were talking about sexual assault. This was because this, the sisters were coming out saying that I have been se- sexually assaulted by this person. I was molested. I was raped. All of that was going on prior to that situation. So that 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 um that stigma or the attitude surrounding the black man and woman argument was already processing like it was already starting up just from that because you had all these different opinions and um um cases being brought to light that were getting backlash from different men and women who were saying why are y'all doing this? you know just the 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 basic backlash that you will get coming out in a black community about what has happened to you. All of that, mm. that all of that was already forming, right? Before that situation happened. And now that that situation happened with the sister is, is steadily growing. Mm. They even threw the J. Cole thing in the midst with that. So it's like, I yeah. agree that there's an abundance of situations that are happening that's bringing up these attitudes. But I also think too, when you talk about family business, social media is not the place to Yo. <laughs> deal with. Social media is not the place to deal with family business. Like, yeah. regardless, I don't, I, I, I don't see how putting all of that on social media is helping in real life. Because mm-hmm. it's you. one Even thing. Hold on. Because it's, it's one thing to get the attention. To mm-hmm. whoever did what they did to you, right? It's one thing to get that attention, but in reality, where you have to deal with that, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Are the men in your family going to go get that person that did what they did to you? Are they accepting of it? Are they not accepting of it? Like, what is happening in real life? We can't let social media be the end all be all for what it is mm-hmm. that we claim is our fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole trend is bad of just sharing your experience on social media just to share the threads I've seen on Twitter with this happened to me and it's like first of all this is social media this is not a diary second of all this is social media which means that you just made this public information for anyone and everyone to own and there's an actual pain and and feeling and hurt and trauma connected to all of that so to just throw it out on social media it's not healing it's telling a story, yes, which is an important part of healing, but we have to be critical and and think about where it is that we're putting our information because our information is important. Right. Our information is critical. You, We can't just put out any story on social media for everyone to see, especially a platform like Twitter or Facebook. And then it leads to things like this happening to where um, you get dumb, dumbass people responding in an ignorant way to all the, yeah of creating more pain twitter? right what is twitter mm. you know what i mean we have to protect ourselves that's what that is you don't go out exposed you don't expose yourself to everything that's there mm-hmm. and this leads up to the point where i saw yesterday and it hurt me so bad um a, a friend i have on facebook made a post that said 
man, black women, you see what black men are doing to us, dump us in the dumpster. Um, we really have no one. We really can only depend on ourselves. And this is the attitude that it is creating, but that attitude was created. Right. That's what we have to realize. Who creates right. these trends on social media? Right. We might be tweeting it, but we're not tweeting it because it came up originating in our heads. Right. We're responding to what the trend is on social media at that time. And what which is why stimulated we can't be our emotionally thoughts. by these trends on social media. Absolutely. And like, it creates a divide that we have seen before. This stuff happened in 2015. This stuff happened in 2012. We've seen this exact trend before. So we need to be intelligent on how we address certain things and how we allow certain things to come and be implanted into our minds. We have to protect ourselves. Social media is not the place where revolution is going to be created. Right. Social media is the place for information mm -hmm. and for information to be responded to. But we can't allow, there is there is no black woman without the black man. What, what she said, the, that was emotional what she said and that's why it hurt so bad because I hope somebody maybe I should message her and speak with her but it's we cannot as black women survive without the black man period that's period that's and you know the thing about it is and why what I don't understand is black however much this world wants to get rid of roles there's a role of the black woman there's a role of mm -hmm. the black man we have always held these roles since the beginning of time if in fact there was not a such thing or a need for roles, Allah would never have made the woman. Mm -hmm. He made the woman out of a need, out of a necessity. necessity to console, to comfort, to be nurturing, to help, a help me. Like if there, you, today I, I feel like it's take God out of the situation. Like, oh God doesn't matter. Like what he said doesn't matter. And you know, we all come to a certain instant in our lives, maybe some of us, where we do feel that way. And it's because of hurt and pain, needs going unmet. Like this stuff is not happening out of the ordinary. Like it's not, it's not coincidental. Like this mm -hmm. stuff is happening based off of past causes or past things that you have gone through, et cetera. Um, and so the whole notion of not needing a black man or hating a black man, this, what does this lead to? Going and dating outside of your race, doing this, doing that, only to end up feeling needless or helpless or hopeless because that person don't maybe not really care about you in a way that you thought they should. or Just a, a whole thing of, a bundle of confusion is exhausting mm -hmm. to explain because the depths of it is just like, Mm -hmm. and let's not even ignore the fact that all of this is constructed everything right. we see the reason why women black women especially can be so emotionally cold to the black man is because we didn't grow up with our black men in our lives I didn't you with a strong black man in my life who was there in my house I didn't and even some of us who father stayed around, where was your father most of the day? Out right, working. right. I just saw a video, it almost made me cry, of Rayshard Brooks, Rayshard mm -hmm. Brooks, who was um, the man killed at Wendy's in mm -hmm. Atlanta. Um, and he posted a video, I think in February, he did an interview speaking about how he's in, he was in the system. Mm -hmm. He's out on probation. And he was explaining how he believes this probationary system should be changed and reconstructed because he can't even 
take care of his family because of the restrictions that's put on his life. Mm -hmm. He can't enjoy his family. He's outside working all the time. He's exhausted. He has all of these rules and he feels like he's in a box. And he said, this is why people, you know, they end up doing the wrong things again when they just trying to reform their life at the root of it. But that black man was trying to be a father to his, I believe he had a daughter. He was trying to be a father to his daughter, but he couldn't even spend time with her. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So that's exactly why as black women, we can be so cold to the black man and look at him like he ain't shit, like mm -hmm. a lot of us fallen. But it's a construct that was placed there to where we, we did not have a black father in our life. And if we had a black father in our life, there's a lot of pain rooted in that. Right. right. So we can't be just quick to to judge or cut off right. each other. Because there's a true trauma, there's a true pain that does need to be dealt with. But that like I Yo. said, that's a family conversation. And, and not family meeting your family, you you deal with you. I'm talking about the black family. That is right. our conversation. We can't allow other people to hijack and exploit and be all up in it through. like you don't see these karens out here i saw this tweet it said you don't see these karens out here bashing their husbands for what they did they deal with that in real life yep real they life us and you don't know what's crazy and then they stay with their man and you exactly and you want to know what's crazy we see all these shows where there's a white family right husband out there cheating doing this doing that wife don't know and it's just like, they they were created in a way that that is seemingly fair to them. Like, that's that's mm -hmm. just what you do. We were yeah. not created like that. Mm -mm. That's why we are so loyal to whatever it is that we believe in or we say is our cause, our fight, etc. Because we know deep down, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, um, a segment of truth, if you will loyalty some some form of truth lies in that and you know it like that's why you won't let it go sort of like with our black men and how much we stay with them out of all the stuff that they do and you know you want to know what's interesting too aside from that point is that you know i haven't had the perfect relationship and i'm about to get personal a little bit but i haven't had the perfect relationship with my father right and i've dealt with different guys that just been like so-called pieces of trash but I always mm -hmm. in my heart of hearts said to myself like I would never allow that man to not let allow me to love another man in my life like I would not allow that bitterness to um subside or or not subside but I wouldn't allow it to grow and to formulate into how I feel about any man that I will ever come in contact with again yes. like I would not mm -hmm. let allow that bitterness to I mean, because it's unnecessary. You got to think about it. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says that the love, that love is the source of all life. You need love. You need a connection with a man or if you're a man with a woman. Like, you need that. Which is why Allah gave us parents to learn what it is or an example of that which we should do too. Even if we weren't given an example, this is why we cling to other families or different family family members to see what it is that we are looking for. Like we need that, it's a necessity. You, There's no way in hell a black woman can tell me that she doesn't need a man. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need a man. I've, had, I've heard stories about FOI saying that, and I'm, I'm sorry if this, this term is derogatory, I don't know what else to say, but, or well, I guess lesbians, dykes, whatever, whatever you call them. 
um, mm-hmm. have seen an FOI come in the room and get soft. Like, mm-hmm. it's, in, it's in your nature. You're a woman at the end of the day, regardless of if you portray yourself to be a man or however you feel about yourself or want to identify mm-hmm. yourself with. Yep. It's facts. So, so for us today to to so easily give up on our men or to say that we can't deal with this, blah, blah, blah. What happens if you are what you attract? Don't we believe that? Don't we say that? Because if I'm, if I'm not mistaken or if I am mistaken, last time I checked, when you're dealing with a man, whatever is coming outside of, coming out of him is something that's reflective of what's in you. It might be on a lesser case or a milder case but it's a reflection of that which you are you do know that right like in real life mm-hmm. yep and the either same he's for the either he's the strength and you're the weakness in that aspect or you're the strength and he's the weakness in that aspect. i mean in that aspect like you are we are literally polar opposites but at the same time conjoined and combined as one especially when we come together when you say that you want to have sex with a person or you have sex with a person, y'all are coming to y'all are coming together as one. Mm-hmm. All that which is in him, negative, positive, is going right up in you. And the same mm-hmm. for him. He might yeah. not feel it as much as we do because we are more in tune and spiritual as women yeah, and feminine in that aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the whole notion of getting rid of the black man and, you know, I mean, I can't get with that. I'm not with that at all. Because when you know your role as a woman and the man knows his role as a man, whether he's struggling or whether we are struggling to be in our roles or not, struggle is ordained. It should happen. It needs to happen. And we got to understand, too, we can't put so much emphasis on how messed up the black man is and not count, take accountability for what it is that the woman got And not even only that, how the woman is today. We can't see, we don't have many perfect examples of women, whether in our lives or outside in the world, especially not with this um, artistry or this industry culture in reference to music, hip hop, rap, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they aren't some, but the majority mm-hmm. of what's being displayed to us is a, it ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't it. You know, bringing that up, that always makes me think of um, Jay Z and Beyonce. Because they're not a perfect marriage. They mm-hmm. had their issues. Jay-Z cheated. Beyonce got angry. They talked about divorce. And then we hear the, the album Lemonade. And people like raved about Lemonade. Yeah, she went in on that nigga. But nobody really listened to the to the um, story in, that, in Lemonade. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody really watched the video and understood that what she was portraying in Lemonade was the grieving and healing process with her husband. And at the end of the day, she was going to be with her husband. And as black women and and as black men, we are in a grieving process right now. But grieving is part of the healing process. And I I just want us to, from this conversation right here, to know that it is the responsibility of the black woman and the black man Hmm. to have conversation. Not to have these online stupid arguments, but to have a conversation to where we're open, present, and listening to one another so that we can heal and get out of the stage of grieving. It is a responsibility to each other that we need to obtain and we need to take hold of and take charge of because it's time. So we can't allow other people, which is what's happening, to hijack 
our emotions, to hijack our story, and to turn that against us and turn us against each other. So just like Beyonce and Lemonade, I'm glad you brought up the hip hop thing. She went through that grieving process. She put it all out there for everyone in her artistry. But guess what? At the end of the day, she healed with her husband and she's still there with her husband. And they are trying to make moves for the black community. And that is how we actually get change for the black community. It starts with the black family. With us, right. And another thing too, I just have to say this real quick because you know, we 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 as women like to put all the blame on the black man and what it is mm-hmm. that he can't do or he isn't doing. Um, not taking note of that which the society, white America, has created these impediments for them um, black men to overcome. And not saying that it's an excuse for that which they should do because a real man, a real man is gonna do anything necessary by way or by means of taking care of his family. That's period. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he needs to go get a second job. He needs to get a third job. He needs to do this. He He's going to make a way as the God would, period. Okay, that's a real man. We're not talking about these ones who haven't been taught or don't know what it is to be a real man. Let's be very mm-hmm. clear. Um, and so saying that to say, um, we as women have to look and we have we are the ones that bring in the new generation by way of teaching them what it is that they need to know, right? Mm-hmm. We have to, as women, straighten up and, and taking the black man out of this conversation because I'm talking to women, we as women, as mothers of, this, of civilization, we are the ones that bring in the new world. We are mm-hmm. the ones that bring in new civilizations, new ways of thinking from our womb. Like, that's our job, that we do that. And any black woman can attest to what they've taught their child or what they did not teach their child, which is why a lot of moms have guilt about what what they could have done, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to take responsibility for what it is that we teach our um, children, our sons especially, because from slavery, we've been taught to protect the son and let the daughter be so independent because she know everything. She got everything. Yep. And I know this within my own family. I, me and my sister are a prime example of that. Yep, exactly. And exactly so that. saying that to say, when we as mothers are out here teaching our sons, oh, he hard, he bad, he this, he that, letting him dress like a little grown man introducing him to these this music um and he don't even know his abcs thinking he a thug thinking he's so hard but why is that Mm -hmm. what are we developing in our minds oh disrespect black woman you can do whatever you want because you're a boy oh but the girl has to cover herself she need to stop acting like this she need to stop being grown she need to stop doing this blah 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 but the son can do anything he want we have to take responsibility for that And then you get these grown boys that don't know how, grown boys that mm-hmm. don't know how to treat a black woman, never yep. saw his mother get treated like a black woman should anyway. But on mm-hmm. top of that, treating a black woman any kind of way, thinking he this thug, he's so hard, he can do whatever he want with no consequences. Then he get out into the world and the white man destroy him. Why? 
How? You never taught him how to be a, a righteous and a straight or strong, a strengthened black young man. You never taught him that. He has no sense of manhood. You never taught him that. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said his father was never in his life, but his mother was on his tail. Mm -hmm. That's an example in our midst. Mother was on his tail, tore him up every time he lied. Why? Tell the truth. It's no reason for you to lie. A man of God does not lie. Period. Allah hates a liar. So even if, this is why the excuse that your black man isn't there so you couldn't do such and such is, is dead and gone. It's impossible. Because you as a mother are to take responsibility whether the father is there or not. Period. And we as black women know this. We've been doing everything for our children anyway. We know this. But when you talk about roles, the black woman not knowing her role today is hard. You don't understand what it is you're supposed to be doing. You don't understand what it is that you're supposed to be teaching your children. You don't know. Therefore, you need to be taught. And just in that, all of the guilt, all of the pain, all of that which you feel will be so easily taken away. So I'm saying that to say we have a man in our midst. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speaks July 4th. Now sat on that. The teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Turn a now prostitute into, into a righteous woman. Turn a drug addict into a righteous man or woman. With this book. Turn a deadbeat father or mother into a righteous man or woman. Saying that to say, that's all. Mm -hmm. Man. Praise be to Allah. Thanks, Brother Victor, for tuning in and your comments. And Walaikum Salaam, Brother Richard. Walaikum Salaam. Praise be to Allah. I mean, I just feel so I'm passionate. Glad, I'm glad we opened up with that. Yeah, I feel very passionate and um uh, about that topic because I have a mother who, without any of her children, father for the most part, has six children and have raised them in a way where not only do we have strength to not allow what it is that happened to us um, interfere with our greatness because we've seen her get through hell and hot water. Like, it, it, I, I mean, I just don't carry an attitude where the bitterness that or the resentment that I feel would allow me to treat anybody any kind of way outside of how yeah. I would want to be treated. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't carry that in my heart. Like, I, that's, not, I, that's not my person. I don't have that in me to go through something and then I'll um, treat you how, wh however I went through or whatever I went through. You go, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't have, guess I, what? it's not my that's, person. That's your womanhood. Right. Because we talk a lot about manhood and how we have grown boys walking around, but we also have little girls walking around. Right. And we allow little girls to run, run things when women, as women, we need to take control of our emotions. Right. We have every power... <laughs> We have the power as women. And we like to say that in so-called feminism, but we don't practice that. And like you said, I you know my story. Right. Me and father that we didn't come together. Right. But guess what? When I when I realized I wanted to know how to deal with men and I didn't want to be cold with men because of what I went through with my father, 
I was like, okay, I need to settle with him. I need right, to right. I need to contact this mm-hmm. man and figure out what it is that is going on within me so I could let that go so I could move on. Right. And that's a that's womanhood. That's being a grown woman. It's not buying yourself a Louis V purse. It's not being a savage, nasty, boozy, ratchet. That's right, not a woman. Right. That's not a woman. That's a little right. girl, which is why little girls are copying that dance and copying mm. that type of behavior and mm. they do it the best. Mm. A woman takes responsibility for her emotions. That's a right. A woman addresses her trauma and a woman ensures that she betters herself. That's so right. So that the children that she is raising would not be better like than such. Her. Mm. That's no matter right. if she's raising them alone or inshallah with her husband. That's right. That's right. Wonderful so synopsis. Period. <laughs> Praise Wonderful. me to a lot. So yeah, women tighten up, please. Tighten up. Tighten up. You can take the black man out of the conversation, but make sure that's because you're tightening up yourself in order to receive that black man which you want. Which is what happens in the Muslim girls in training class. Hmm. <laughs> Better say that. MGT, Vanguard and MGT. Get with it. <laughs> <laughs>